welcome to this 18th episode of ShimmyCast. I'm your host, Anala Bari, and this is another jam-packed episode. This week's article is on how to be a good audience member, and the review is of On Fire, the hottest belly dance DVD ever. Uh, that's just the name of the DVD, not technically part of the review. Uh, anyway, this week's music is going to be from DJ Carey and Burning Babylon. Of course, we have the usual news recap. And because there are so many news announcements, we are going to hold off on the answers to the question of the week until next week. And we should be ready to announce the winner of the podcast in about the next two weeks or so. So let's start the show. And now your ShimmyCast news. September 22nd through the 24th, the 2006 Double Crown Belly Dance Competition Festival and International Bazaar will be in Vancouver, Washington. September 23rd, Sonia of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in San Anselmo, California. September 23rd, Leila Haddad, Ashraf Asin, Maria Del Silvo, Stormtree, and many more in workshops in Shoreham, West Sussex, United Kingdom. September 23rd, 1001 Nights Middle Eastern Dance Party with DJ Turbo Tabula in Santa Fe, New Mexico. September 23rd and 24th, Tribal Fusion Weekend in Evergreen in Denver, Colorado. September 23rd and 24th, the third Mid-North Coast Belly Dance Festival in New South Wales, Australia. September 24th, Delania Workshop in Phoenix, Arizona. September 28th, Jawar Hair Dance Company's second annual gala and fundraiser in Minneapolis, Minnesota. September 29th, Gypsy Fire will be performing at River's Edge Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. September 29th through October 1st, Hossam and Serena Ramsey present the Egyptian Dance Workshops and Live Concerts in Bristol, United Kingdom. September 30th, Cami Little of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Boston, Massachusetts. September 30th through October 1st, Sonia of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. September 30th through October 1st, Jillian of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Malacroya, Spain. October 1st, Petite Jamila of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in Orlando, Florida. October 1st, Cami Little of the Belly Dance Superstars will be having a workshop in New York City, New York. Those Belly Dance Superstars are working it, let me tell you. October 5th through the 8th, Hassam and Serene Ramsey present the Egyptian Dance Workshops and Live Concerts in London, England. September 6th through the 8th, Shimmy Fest Workshops and Stage Show in Fayetteville, Arkansas. October 13th through 15th, Hassam and Serena Ramsey present the Egyptian Dance Workshops and Live Concerts in Dublin, Ireland. October 14th through the 15th, the Durga Tour 
featuring gothic belly dance workshops by Tempest and Arilla and includes a fusion tribal gothic-themed Hofla Hips Noir, will be held at the Clarion Hotel in Springfield, Missouri. October 15th, the 14th semi-annual Dancers Bazaar will be held in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. This is the shopping mecca for the belly dance student, professional, and curious alike. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week. And as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. This week's review is... On Fire, the Hottest Belly Dance DVD Ever, reviewed by Anala Rabari. This DVD is solo performances by Ansuya, Jillian, Tamara Hina, Reina, and Azia. All the dancers perform two solos, except for Jillian, who performs three. Extras on the DVD include a history of belly dance, bios of the dancers, and information about the accompanying soundtrack to this DVD. My only complaint about the extras is they are all written, and they could have been written in a larger font for easier reading. As far as the main part of the DVD, each performance starts with a title placard, giving the dancer's name, the song, the musician, and the style of dance. This production was not shot in widescreen, so you have instances where limbs of the dancer are cut off the screen. The quality is pretty simple with secondary cameras sometimes getting in the shot. The set design is also pretty simple, and I'm not sure if this was made before the Billy Dance Superstar's first DVD or after, but I think the ladies look a little more relaxed in this production. If it was made before the Billy Dance Superstars DVD, that could be because it was a simpler shoot and a simpler production, so they were a little more at ease. Or it could be if it was made after the Billy Dance Superstars first DVD, that by that point they were just used to being in front of the camera and a little used to shooting on a set in a production capacity. Prop routines in this DVD include veil work by Rainya, zil work by Ansuya and Isia, and cane work by Ansuya. I think that this is a very good basic production, and I think that this DVD can be an invaluable tool to instructors to use with their students to give them good examples of specific dance styles and costumes, especially since it has the title placard before every performance. It's very easy for students to understand what is meant by these different types of dances that you may be talking to them about in class. And I think it's a pretty good introductory DVD to anybody about belly dance because it is so basic and so straightforward to the point. But it does still strive to give the viewer information about the different types of styles and costumes that go together.
This week's first song is Malawi Vuda from the album Knives to the Trouble by Burning Babylon. feedback or emails and that's okay I will say though we got a lot of emails from people asking us to announce their events in our news recap section and I'm so happy that you guys are starting to take advantage of that service that we offer to your troops and individual dancers who may not be members of troops and those people who are organizing events and things of that nature. The offer is always open anytime you have an event or a performance 
or you hear about a concert or, you know, your local favorite drumming circle is having a concert or something, always feel free to email that information to us and we will be more than happy to put it on our show. Um, I know some of the people I had to tell them, you know, oh, we can't put it in this week's show because we're getting kind of full, but I will be sure to announce it next week's show. And I always, as soon as we announce your event on the show for the first time, we will continually announce it in every week's show until your event has happened. So be sure to email that information to us as soon as you can so we can fit it in. Um, Of course, we try not to do too many dates really far in advance unless it's a deadline like if it's a registration deadline then yes we'll announce the registration deadline and then we'll announce the event itself closer to the event time if that makes sense so again feel free let us be your mouthpieces let us get the word out for you so if you'd like to send us feedback or event information or anything else, you can send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com, post on our forum board at shimmycast.blogspot.com, send us an audio, feel free to vote for us on Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle, uh, leave reviews in iTunes, and don't forget to sign up on our Frapper map on the website. Oh, speaking of iTunes, I just want to go on the record. Last week's show was not late. It was on, it, w- it was up to be downloaded Monday night. iTunes last week released a new version. And when they released a new version, they messed up a lot of podcasts. And so for a while, you would go to the ShimmyCast page in iTunes and it looked like I didn't have any episodes at all. I'm like, wait a minute. I had 17 episodes up there. What the heck happened to them? But I think they have that all straightened out now. Um, my reviews were gone for a while, too. It was like people who had left reviews on iTunes, they were gone. I was like, wait a minute, what happened to my reviews? People took the time to review the podcast, and now it's gone. But the reviews are back. The episodes are back. Well, at least the last time I checked, episode 6 through 17, the most current one, were up. Um, I'm still trying to find out what happened to episodes 1 through 5. I haven't checked today to see if those are back on or not. But, you know, if you subscribe, you should be getting the, the episodes anyway. Although, like I said, because of all the updates and everything, the episode 17 just didn't come up. And then iTunes did a really weird thing where... It started re-downloading all the episodes. And I'm really sorry if that happened to any of you guys. It happened to myself because I have my computer set up to subscribe to the show just like listeners do. So I can keep track of it from a listener's point of view and keep track of if something goes wrong. As far as, you know, from the time I post the show to the time a listener should download it. And I even listen to the show's like you guys do, so I can tell, you know, is the audio quality good? Are we getting a good mix of um, the voice work as opposed to, like, our bumper music and things like that? So everyone who works on this show 
listens to that kind of stuff and we listen to the show just like you do. So we're constantly working on trying to make it better in that regard. And I'm really sorry if any of you had problems with the show last week. All I can say is I'm sorry. I empathize with you. I was right there with you. But it was nothing that anybody on the podcast did wrong. It was just some problems that iTunes was having. And our show wasn't the only one that was affected. So, anyway. Sorry for blathering on about that. We'll get back to the show now. So last week, since we talked about what was good class etiquette, we thought it might be fun to talk this week about what's good audience etiquette with an article titled Being a Good Audience Member by Sarah Skinner. It seems there are so many ways to be an audience member. As I think about this concept, I sympathize with how hard it is to be a good audience member. Sitting during a multi-hour showcase of dancer after dancer, my meal gets cold and my mind wanders off to the crabby day I just had at work. As I sit anonymously in a crowd of people, how much difference does it really make if I smile or not? It is easy to feel as an audience member that all you are obligated to do is show up. But during a performance, the audience is part of the show. Its energy level, its responsiveness, its attentiveness, whether the audience claps or gets up to dance or sits there like a dead fish, all dramatically affect the experience for the entire room. I did experiments to see if one person slash audience member could really affect a change in the room's energy. Once I found myself sitting at a show with a dead quiet, super respectful audience, when the dancer did some difficult move, I instigated clapping. The room followed suit and the dancer felt invigorated by this attention. The audience then gave her more attention of their own accord and the energy spiraled up from there. I also tried other things, like sitting where a dancer could see me, and intentionally looking very attentive and pleased with her show, regardless of how tired and hungry I honestly felt. The dancers seeing me often liked having a friendly face out there, and seemed to give more joy dur during her show, and that would lift my own spirits. These energy-enhancing things made for a better performance for me to watch. I talked with my mother about how to make it through long, boring meetings at work and not getting grouchy about it. She talked of studies that had been conducted about the mental effect that smiling has on your own disposition. Smiling affects your own mood in a positive way. I tried it at work, and the effect on my endurance level an ability to be productive in a long meeting was astounding. So I have tried applying this same technique at long showcase performances. I found that I started seeing each dancer in upbeat and positive ways, and my exhaustion melted away. In her recent newsletter, Suhailia Salampore tells a story of her performing in front of Nagwa Fad, 
At first, Nagua ignored Suhalia quite rudely by talking non-stop through Suhalia's show and engaging those who attempted to pay attention to the dancing and conversation. Then, flattered by Suhalia's humble display of respect, Nagua condescendingly praised her and later invited her on stage and manipulated her into proving herself in a shimmy contest. This experience, both disheartening and eye-opening, brought Suhelia to commit to always deliver her full attention whenever she was in the audience when a fellow dancer was performing. This story reminded me how many of us, both students and professional dancers, have been traumatized by a, quote, diva act, insecure, manipulative, and uncaring. I had an experience very similar to what happened to Sahalia, and it made me, too, think about my responsibility as an audience member. Last year, I had gained a few pounds more than I was comfortable with. I got called to perform at one of my favorite places to dance, and I could not turn down an opportunity to dance with one of my favorite bands, regardless of how I was feeling. I arrived to find a table of very accomplished teachers. I was friends with many of them, but one I felt very nervous about impressing. She had never seen me perform. As I was getting ready, I was very nervous and tried to think of what special things I could do that would make her think I was a good dancer. The first song, I could not even look in the direction of the tables. When I did my veil work, I felt very confident, and I looked over at the table they were sitting at. Most of the people at the table were watching intently, with big smiles, except her. She had her nose in the menu, then chatting with her head down. As the show went on and the rest of the table was clapping for me, she still looked away. I battled with my confidence. Finally, I thought, well, maybe I have just missed her watching me. So I went up to the table and danced right in front of her. She buried her nose in the menu again as the rest of the table engaged me. At that moment, my self-consciousness left me. I realized it had nothing whatsoever to do with my dancing. It all had to do with how rude this diva dancer was. I actually felt relieved that she had not seen my show. It also meant that she can never voice a valid opinion about my dancing, since she has never really seen me perform. Suhalia's philosophy sums up how I feel about being an audience member. I will always be the audience member that I wish other dancers to be for me. Smiling, clapping, and thinking of at least one thing that the dancer is doing in a very special way. So I'd like to thank Sarah Skinner for the permission to read that article that she wrote on being a good audience member. I think she has a lot of valid points in there. And uh, there's a link in our show notes to her article where there is also a link to the Suhalia article that she talked about in her article. I know it's a lot of links. 
at any rate, um, I haven't had a chance to read Suhelia's article, but I'm guessing it's probably just as good as Sarah's and maybe has some more tips as far as how to be a good audience member too. And I'd like to remind you all that last week's question of the week, what funny story do you have from class, is being carried over to next week. Um, so be sure to get on the forum board and answer that or email us. Come on, share those funny stories, gals. We need good laughs. And men, too. There are male dancers. If any of my listeners are male dancers, feel free to share the stories. And to answer, you can send an email to shimmycast@gmail.com, Or, like I said, go to the forum board. at shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally, it's time for the second music pick of the week. This song is Death and Rain, Kenji Williams, from the album Eastern Grooves by DJ Carey. I hope you all enjoy, and until next week, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycastgmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.